At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. As always, we are entering the realm of the bizarre and frightening, so listener discretion is advised. Here, we do not condone underage drinking, but we also don't condone any age falling victim to hide-behinds. Listen carefully and make good choices. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, a podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and, uh... And you totally just stole my intro. I've done this for the past two episodes, which we've done it for 100% of episodes so far, Addison. No, you do it then. No, it's fine. This is Addison. You can hear her all over the website doing creepy stuff. And I'm Alex Flanagan, the other half of your Cryptid Keeper team. So this is episode three, and if you've been with us for the other two, thank you. We really appreciate your patronage. All the support and feedback we've gotten has been totally, totally awesome and super helpful. On that note, one of the feedback points that we got coming to us from Joe Hall, thank you, Joe, is that we neglected in either of our first two episodes to actually tell you what a cryptid is. Uh, yes, which is on us, most notably possibly on me, because I was giving a lot of exposition in that first episode and had every opportunity and just kind of didn't take it. But we can rectify that right now. So a cryptid, in the loosest sense of the term, is any animal or creature the existence of which cannot be definitively proven or disproven. Is that broad enough? It is. It's basically, cryptid uh, relates to the term cryptozoology, which is the study of creatures that have not scientifically been proven to exist, but have not also been proven to not exist. And yeah, basically covers any entity or animal or creature from all over this great big blue ball of ours. That's the world. I don't know why I said that. And it's anything that we can't really definitively say whether it exists or not. I mean, obviously they all exist. They're all real. Like, it's all, it's all real. But... Can't prove it. At least not yet. That's what a cryptid is. So on that note, what is our cryptid for this week, Addison? Okay, well, I am the keeper of this week's cryptid, and it is something called a hide-behind. And hide-behind, there's a lot of dispute about whether it's one or two words, and I'm going to go ahead and lay down the law right now and say hide-behind is one word. I like it better that way. I like it better that way. It sounds cooler. And also, it's just a pain in the butt to try to Google hide-behind as two separate words and find anything about the creature because all I got was a no joke. I got articles from life coaches about how people hide behind our masks of our own creation and don't show our true selves to the world, which is an important point maybe, but not what I was looking for. That's really beautiful. Hide behind. If you're out there listening to this, we just want you to know you're enough. You can be yourself. Well, I think the hide behind is a creature with a lot of insecurities because as I learned when I tried to research sightings of hide behinds, there are no actual sightings because we don't know what they look like. Something that is the defining nature of a hide-behind is its ability to hide itself from view and to remain sort of just outside of the perception of the people that it is following. I have some information here. I'm going to pull up and chat with you a little bit about the specifics of hide-behinds and where they've been seen and what they do exactly. So my very first question before we get on anything else, when you say a hide-behind can hide from people's viewpoints, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like it being able to sort of phase out of our dimension of view? Are we talking about it being sort of veiled in a mystical darkness? Are we talking about it literally just like ducking behind stuff? Oh, I will tell you exactly right now. We are not talking about anything quite as beautiful or mythical as you just described. I will tell you exactly what the hide behind does. The hide behind is noted for its ability to conceal itself. Now, 
I can tell you exactly what the Wikipedia article on Hide Behind says. It says that uh, <laughs> when an observer attempts to look directly at it, the creature hides again behind an object or the observer and therefore can't be directly seen. A feat it accomplishes by sucking its stomach in to a point where it is so slender that it can easily cover itself behind the trunk of any tree. So no, 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 no. It does not phase out of existence or like hop between dimensions. If you try to look at a hide behind, it just sucks in its gut and goes, not today and hides behind a tree. It says, nope. You literally just described every Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> a little bit like that, yeah. No, it's not. There's no little bit. That's that's a Scooby-Doo thing. That whole, like, I'm going to duck behind a tree and make myself, like, weirdly skinny so that I can fit behind, like, this... It, what is that? That's that's not even a thing. I think Behind it's also... behinds... Okay, I take back what I said earlier. <laughs> You're bogus. <laughs> okay, let me clarify, though, that that is also a technique utilized by the heroes of Scooby-Doo, Shaggy and Scooby. They both attempt to make themselves small to hide from danger. Now, that's not what the hide behind is doing. Unfortunately, when you first read about it, it sounds kind of cute. Like, it sounds like this creature that lives in the forest, and it's like, oop, oop, sorry, too shy. It just kind of ducks out of sight, like, oh, oh, I didn't mean it. Oop, sorry, here I go. But no, it's uh, it, it's not hiding because of any inherent shyness or because it's too bashful to be seen by the general population. It's not, like, sad because it didn't do its hair this morning. It is hunting. It's a hunting technique. The hide behind has been described as a large mammalian type creature. Again, I don't know by who because nobody's seen it, but people just kind of assume it's large because it has been... Maybe they've seen its shadow. Maybe. Really quick. My favorite thing about this is that it says that they hide behind either trees or the observer, which means that you literally turn your head to look (laughs) and it's right behind your back. Just like, "Uh uh-uh, not today. Oh, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) Can you, I just want you to imagine, that is some Abbott and Costello, Three Stooges kind of behavior. This thing is ridiculous. You're literally the only mental image I'm getting when you say that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to describe it and you're going to think I'm just completely off my rocker. No, I'm going to love it. The mental image I'm getting right now is literally Yoda on Luke Skywalker's back in the swamps of Dagobah. Like, that's what I'm getting here. I'm getting like, like Luke Skywalker Yoda vibes. I'm crying. (laughs) That's terrible. I would love it if high behinds looked like Yoda. Maybe they do. That's true. Maybe they do. I straight up don't know. Now, fun fact, like I said, the high behinds motives are not super nice. They're not super friendly. It tends to supposedly follow groups of people walking through the woods and target the person who is at the end of the line, like the last person in the party. And then like in a Scooby-Doo episode. Like in a Scooby-Doo episode. However, not like in a Scooby-Doo episode. Once it captures the person, it drags them back to its lair and feasts on their intestines. We are going to get slammed by Cartoon Network with a defamation lawsuit. Like, first Owen Wilson and not this. Like, we're just... I don't have any impressions for it. Zwink, Scoob! That's not anything. Jinkies. Okay, so this is like a total diversion, but mm-hmm. here's a fun fact for mm-hmm. you. I, one of my jobs is that I am a substitute teacher in the public schools, and you know how sometimes you meet somebody and they're like, oh, has anybody ever told you you look like, and they name a celebrity? Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's super flattering, thanks kids. Um, literally the only celebrity in my entire life I've ever been compared to, and this has happened multiple times, <laughs> like more times than I can count on one set of human fingers, I have been directly associated with Velma from Scooby-Doo. I have had so many people in the course of my life tell me I look exactly like Velma. Okay, you do have short hair and glasses and you're very smart. That's not enough. <laughs> have you, are you now or have you ever been wearing an orange turtleneck when this happens? I do not think I've ever owned an orange turtleneck in my life. <laughs> then I don't understand. I can't trace the origin of this. 
That's interesting. It's so strange. Have anyway. you ever said jinkies to these people? Ironically, after they tell me I look like Velma. <laughs> okay, fair. That's amazing. So not a sighting, but when I did some research, one of the encounters that I could find. Now, supposedly, hide behinds are something that, like, skinwalkers have a very, very lengthy relationship with folklore, particularly in the Americas. And there are accounts of them as far back as when people first arrived, like the Pennsylvania Dutch first arrived in Pennsylvania. That's where a lot of these sightings have occurred, or not sightings, rather, encounters have occurred. And there is, uh, in David Pauly's Missing 411 series, it's a series wherein he documents missing people from national parks, which is a whole different thing I'll talk about sometime, is how many people go missing in national parks and are never found. No evidence of them is ever recovered. It's genuinely very upsetting and terrifying. But he notes that most of the people who disappeared were in the last line of their party. So yes, like a Scooby-Doo episode. But um, he also identifies that clusters of missing people throughout North America, it's it's largely in um, the entire state of Pennsylvania is a cluster of forest disappearances. Oh, wow. So the hide behind, again, was noted by First Nations people to snatch the last traveler in line. So comparing that to the fact that in National Park disappearances, the last person in line is often the person who goes missing is very, very, at least something to be considered. Then the encounter that I read about in this little piece discussing this is uh, in Toad Road in York County, which Toad Road sounds like a level in Mario Kart, but it's not. And (laughs) basically there's a local urban legend in York County, Pennsylvania that's don't look behind you on Toad Road. The idea being, if you look behind you while you're walking down that road, there's something there that if you see it will grab you and take you. And people have seen, uh, have heard screams, have seen things peeking out from behind trees and felt like something was following them. And a man reported being attacked by a hairy human-like monster on Toad Road. So they all seem kind of viable as potential hide-behind encounters. And going off the hairy creature thing, I saw some, in my opinion, slanderous interpretations of the hide behind that the hide behind is a type of bigfoot or related to the sasquatch population and i would like to say on behalf of my good friend bigfoot first of all how dare you she would never she would never take a camper and eat their entrails so how dare you keep her name out of your mouth you mean internet commenters this is cyberbullying. i am furious so here's what's interesting about that Mm -hmm. actually there are two things interesting about that the Mm -hmm. first of which being that addison and i disagree fundamentally on Bigfoot. I think there are many, many big feet, and she only ever refers exclusively to one. But Bigfoot actually is a fairly prominent cryptid in the same Pennsylvania area that you're talking about. Um, When I was in high school, my sister was going to a Penn State commuter campus in Fayette County, Pennsylvania. I live just across the state line in West Virginia. And um, on one occasion, actually, a friend of mine And I took our video camera on a day trip up to my sister's campus and made an hour and 45 minute long, completely improvised Bigfoot documentary. It's very good. (laughs) It's exquisite. (laughs) But anyway, on that note, I actually found out that Bigfoot is a surprisingly common sort of presence in that area. There's a lot of talk about Bigfoot. And so if you are on maybe the like more scientific skeptic side of this debate, and you're just looking at cryptids strictly from a folkloric standpoint of, like, where do these ideas come from, then there could obviously be some sort of very common sort of precedent for both Bigfoot and hide-behinds, because they have similar descriptions, and mm-hmm. that they both are found in forest-dwelling places. They have this sort of mammalian, larger-than-life appearance, and, um, you know, are obviously 
terrifying. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Bigfoot is not terrifying. Bigfoot is a gentle giant. And let me go ahead and clarify. I refer exclusively to, like, the one. I know there's probably more, but that I wanted to defend my honor and clarify that. I'm not a fake. I'm not a fake Bigfoot fan. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh that is actually very, very true, and it and it sort of plays into the idea of um, all of these, if, I mean, obviously hide behinds and Bigfoot are real, but if they're not, it does make sense that you would have this mythos of don't be the last person in a party, don't go into the woods alone, don't kind of go into parts where there isn't a lot of visibility and it is easy for things to hide because what has been proven to exist and likes to stalk people in the woods freaking mountain lions and other animals like that, that actually would reasonably pick off a person that falls behind their party or is in a thickly forested area where they can't really see what's around them. So here's my question. My next question. Mm -hmm. In terms of the hide behind sort of, and I guess just the body of knowledge we have about the hide behind, Mm -hmm. either from a folkloric or mythological standpoint, what are they after? Food. So they just, they straight up eat humans. They eat human intestines. So it's it's not any sort of like vengeance scheme it's not no. any sort of like inherent do they eat other animals that's what we don't know actually the thing is um and i kind of like this idea because human beings in a lot of ways have risen above all of our natural predators i kind of in the weird morbid part of me like the creepy part of me that likes to read about murder and serial killers and stuff likes this idea that there is still another natural predator of humans that we haven't found a way to kind of rise above on the evolutionary scale. I like the idea that, th- that they're a natural predator of human beings. I find that very interesting because in a lot of ways we've sort of left the animal kingdom behind. And I like the idea that there's this entity or this, this race of beings that feed on human beings and that kind of are a reminder that at the end of the day we really are just animals and animals that used to be prey. Well, that's why know. the woods are inherently frightening to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, if you're talking about evolutionary, I mean, it's it's social Darwinism in an aspect. It's the fact that we've elevated ourselves above the food chain yeah. simply by removing ourselves from it. It's not that we really became any better at hunting than these other creatures. It's simply that we took ourselves out of the equation entirely. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at just the number of these things, which are equating with reasons not to go back into nature, they all come back to this fundamental idea of... There's things out there that still know how to hunt us. Exactly. And I and I love that. I love that keeping it at arm's length. I am, as I have made very clear on this show, I am staunchly against going into the woods <laughs> ever. But <laughs> I do think it's a very interesting idea. And, and it's it's very, I think, actually important for us to remember what we are in terms of, I think he, people can get very uppity and feeling like we're very superior to the natural world, whereas you're right, we, we just kind of removed ourselves from it and kind of built our own ecosystem out of skyscrapers and man-made structures. But uh, at the end of the day, when we're back in the, in the woods, the primal human self comes back out and that fear and that prey instinct is, that prey instinct is still there. Oh, actually, another sort of example of how long hide-behinds have been in public consciousness, um, and I found this on the website for the Wisconsin Historical Society, which is probably the last, the first and last time I will ever be on the website for the Wisconsin <laughs> Historical <laughs> Society, because I just, I don't live in Wisconsin. I never have. Why would I be there? But there is a piece, a non piece of nonfiction writing written by Charles Edward Brown in 1935 entitled Paul Bunyan Natural History, describing the wild animals, reptiles, and fish of the big woods around Paul Bunyan's old-time logging camps. And I found in this list of 
some very real animals. It was a list of all the different, like, this wasn't a folklore text. This is a piece of writing that is supposed to be... Like an encyclopedia. Yes, this is encyclopedic, a description of the animals around this logging camp. So it talks about, like, all the types of fish and it talks about all these birds and, like, very innocuous things. And then there's a section on the hide behind, which is described by Charles Edward Brown as a very dangerous animal, which undoubtedly, undoubtedly accounted for many missing lumberjacks. It was always hiding behind something, generally a tree trunk. Whichever way a man turned, it was always behind him. From this position, it sprang upon its human prey, dragged or carried the body to its lair, and there feasted on it in solid comfort. Because of its elusive habits, no satisfactory description of it has ever been obtained. Which is very interesting. Because I think a lot of cryptids uh, become like associated with their life in creepypastas and in online lore. Like, there are several creepypastas about the hide behind. It's appeared in series such as Gravity Falls as a figure, and I think it's easy to forget that this idea has been around for a very long time. The other thing about hide behinds, and I am saying this because I am so, so guilty of it. Like, even right now, as we are actively talking about the ways in which a hide behind will grab you from the back of your camping party and disembowel you, like, straight up on the ground without anybody being able to see what happened to you. In its cave, yeah. Like, I know all of that is terrifying. I know this to be true. Yes. But at the same time... (laughs) Oh, no. I just cannot find them scary because they're so inherently hysterical to me. (laughs) And I know that's... I'm so sorry. Hide behinds, again, if you're listening... (laughs) Please don't come for me, because if you do, I will be straight up laughing the entire time, and it's not no. going to look good on either of us. They're just... I'm sorry, it's funny. Is it, it's is just, it the, because they just kind of nope out of existence? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like the weird body horror of, like, this thing just straight up pulling a an Acme Hour twist on you and just, like, sucking itself behind a small tree. And the idea that, like, they, they're this cryptid of Pennsylvania Dutch country that will just, like, snag you from the back of your wagon trail and just rip you apart on the forest floor. Like, I'm sorry. I have just, some information It's so weird, but I have one other thing that is just so, so interesting to me because this is this is the one fact I looked up about hide Oh, I was going to tell you about this, this but she's ready. She's this got it. This is the one fact I have for hide behind. This so. does not make it easier to take them seriously. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> so here, here's the thing, guys. Here is the number one survival tip I have for you about hide behinds. If you are in the woods and you are in danger of a hide behind attack, your number one most fail safe defense is to get completely wasted. Oh, yeah. The number one <coughs> repellent against hide behinds is just to be completely full of alcohol because they eat your intestines. And I guess hide behinds are straight edge. And so they want nothing to do with that. If you are drunk, (laughs) they will not touch you. So like, I don't want to be the person to tell you if you're going to go into the woods, do it sloshed. But that's your best ticket where hide behinds are concerned. Yeah, that's the thing. And it came up multiple sources. It says... It has a severe aversion to alcohol. And I'm wondering, maybe he had a problem. I said he. I shouldn't gender the hide behind. Maybe the hide behind has some historical problems. Or maybe they have a familiar his- familial history of alcoholism. And they just don't want to mess with that. But, and <laughs> this is what I kind of think is the case. A more believable theory comes to mind when the tale claims that the creature is repelled by alcohol. Giving loggers an excuse to get drunk every night in defense. Because, like... I'm not here to pass judgment on lumberjacks. Like, God knows I love a man in flannel carrying a, an axe. But come on, guys. Like, you're not even trying that hard when you're... Like, you don't even have, like, a weird roundabout way to make that... To justify it. You're like, oh, no, it hates booze. So that's why I'm drinking all this whiskey in the woods. Well, like, I think, like with anything that we've looked at so far, you're always going to have sort of a cultural explanation 
and like a mythological explanation. So a mythological explanation for this would be the hide behind doesn't like alcohol, so it's a safety net for us to drink it at night before we go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like it the, makes us taste funny. Right. The cultural explanation would be we want to get hammered, so we're going to invent a creature that hates alcohol. Exactly. The cultural explanation would be lumberjacks want to get sloshed in the woods at their logging camps because what else are you going to do? You're in the middle of the woods in Wisconsin. Oh my God, I would, I can't think of anything I want less than that. And so the only thing they have to do is drink a bunch of whiskey and then because they don't want to be called lushes or alcoholics or whatever, they're like, oh no, no, this is for self-defense. Honestly, at this point, guys, just just like own up to it. Just be like, yeah, I like to party. I'm a lumberjack who likes to party. So what? I don't even know if it's necessarily a partying thing. I, I mean, know. okay, here's like, no, no, no. I get where you're coming from. Here's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that I am a lumberjane in the Great Plains of Wisconsin. Amazing. <laughs> Wisconsin has plains. Let me uh, be the first to report that she is, in fact, wearing a flannel shirt right now. I am. I'm wearing a green and gray flannel shirt over top of a shirt with a squirrel playing a snare drum. That's my <laughs> hashtag OOTD, if you're trying to replicate my it's look. It's a really good look. If you're trying to steal my vibe. So imagining that I'm a lumberjane up here in Paul Bunyan country, something you need to know about me right now is that I'm a lightweight. So oh no, yes! I could have like 1.5 whiskeys, is that the measurement? Mm-hmm. And be straight out for the night. And to me, that's far preferable to waking up in the middle of getting disemboweled by whatever's trying to eat me. Oh, fair. That's fair. So, like, I'm not necessarily saying I want to party, but if I'm out there in the desolate great north with nothing really to keep me safe, I have to say that my survival strategy would much rather be, I don't want to wake up when I go. (laughs) Oh my god, that's morbid. That's fair. I was going to say, actually, also, I mean, it's fair to consider the fact that if it's the forests of Wisconsin, it's probably pretty damn cold. And yeah, I mean, you might want a couple drinks in you so you don't feel the numbness in your toes. It's got a little bleak. Oh, man. Do you remember that poem? The Cremation of Sam McGee? Yes. She read my freaking mind. You're the next cryptid on my list. It's just like the only long form poem I know of about burning people to keep them warm from the eternal coldness of hell. Yeah, basically. Well, that's all I can imagine is... um, these 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 guys out in the forests of Wisconsin, full full blown creation of Sam McGee style, except for instead of putting their dead friend in a bonfire because then he can finally then he can finally be warm. They just drink a lot of booze, and you know what? That's fine. That's okay. You got to survive how you got to survive. But to be fair, the hide behind also has to survive how it has to survive, and that is to stalk people, grab the last person in the line, and eat their intestines in their cave. I'm not sure which of those outlooks is less hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a bleak one when you get into it. Yeah, I don't know. I still can't find them anything except funny to me. And I I know that's bad. (laughs) That's really bad. But I understand. I've got some fun pictures and I'll tweet these out. But uh, when I was researching... Do we have hide behind fan art? Do we have fan art of the hide behind? Well, okay. I don't know if one of them... I can't technically call it fan art because it's from a mainstream television program. There's a great little show through actually Disney called Gravity Falls, which explores a lot of cryptids, actually. And they had a little mini-series through Gravity Falls that had, apparently, when I looked this up, I found out a, a section on the hide behind. And I actually love this interpretation of the hide behind. It's instead of being shown as... Uh, like, the hide behind is often imagined as a thing that is humanoid and then sucks itself in and makes itself small which comes into the kind of hilarious imagery that you were talking about this one looks like a skeleton Groot. yes it does and i actually kind of love that because the idea of the hide behind in the gravity falls interpretation is not that it hides itself behind the trees so much as it blends in with the trees like it looks in the dark if you see this figure amongst like woodland landscape it looks like 
the limbs of a tree. And that I can buy way more than some, like, big hairy hides. And that's what makes more sense to me as to why they wouldn't like alcohol, because I don't know of any plants that can really metabolize it. <gasps> oh my god, are we writing fan fiction right now? No, we're writing fan facts. <laughs> oh! Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Don't listen to any other source about the hide behind. They don't know shit. They don't know what they're talking about. We said <laughs> it here first. <laughs> no, hide behinds are plants. Oh, I was just about, just kidding. I was about to ask myself a question about it, and then I remembered there are plenty of carnivorous plants. Alex made a joke while there was a train going by, and I had to cut it, and now she won't say it again, and I'm angry. You guys are never going to know. You're going to have to wait until I'm, this I'm is gonna... done, and then buy the extended director's cut of Cryptid Keeper podcast. <laughs> That's how we're going to raise money. Yeah, it's just going to be a Patreon full of all the jokes that I made while the microphone was not running. That's how we're going to pay for grad school. <laughs> it's guaranteed to be... At least slightly better than the jokes I make while the microphone is running. <laughs> Just say what you said. It was good. Okay. What does this hide behind interpretation here look like to you? You said it looks like skeleton Groot. It looks like skeleton Groot. Yeah. I mean, it I like looks that. like you guys all know, I am sure you all have seen at least reference points for fan favorite Guardians of the Galaxy Groot, like voiced by Vin Diesel, the tree man, who's sort Vin of like Diesel. this beautiful, beautiful thing. This looks like Skeleton Groot. It's like a scrawny sort of Groot with glowing eyes that's twisting its limbs in some ways that look very uncomfortable for anybody with human joints. I think it's entirely possible for the hide behind to, in fact, be plant-based. It would make sense why it sticks to the woods. And, and again, plenty of carnivorous plants out there, Venus flytraps, pitcher plants. This thing's just taking it to the next level. Would also make more sense as to why they found it necessary to exact revenge on the Pennsylvania Dutch for slaughtering the farmland where all of their plant-based brethren live. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, now I'm glad we've created some fun hide behind fan fact. Now I'm going to pivot. I'm going to zag on you. Oh no. And I'm going to show you Zagging. a completely different interpretation of the hide behind that is not at all like a skeleton group for the skeleton war. Okay, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> um... Skulls for the skull throne, blood for the blood god, etc., etc. Um, Hides for the hide behind. Check that guy out. That is not as funny as I want the hide behind to be. <laughs> no, it's really not, okay, is it? So let me see if I can describe this. Describe thing to it you. to the listeners. This is sort of like a primate form of like an anglerfish. Yeah. Like it's got the the sort of glowing dead eyes and this gaping maw, and it's got like an unnaturally long neck. Um, a furry body, but also it's got these, like, weird noodle limbs that sort of seem to <laughs> defy physics. It doesn't have any joints, really. It's creepy. I don't picture this thing, like, slipping itself behind trees and sucking its stomach in so much as I see it, like, skittering up into the trees above you. Which is possible as well. The thing about it is, I think, like... You shouldn't assume it makes an ass out of you and me. And I think there's a lot of assumptions on the part of people talking about hide-behinds. Because we don't... If you can't see it, how do you know how it's hiding? If you can't see it, you don't know what it's doing. That's, like, I'm getting weirdly irrationally angry at these folklorists, which I shouldn't. I need to calm down. I need to, like, drink some chamomile tea and chill out for a second. But, like, if you can't see the thing, you don't know what it's doing. So we don't know that it actually hides behind the trees like we think it does. It might skitter up. It might actually weirdly hop in and out of dimensions. It might quantum leap Scott Bakula into another person's body. What's up? He has to become president now. Look, I'm already <laughs> trying to save up quarters for when we inevitably have to face down the Owen Wilson estate. Please do not drag Scott Bakula into this. Scott Bakula, if you're listening, please listen to our show. I love you so much. I Alex would love nothing you. more than for Scott Bakula to listen to our show. I love Quantum Leap. I love you on um I love you on NCIS New Orleans. 
you were great in Cats Don't Dance, and I really like Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I've come up. I've got some ratings for the hide behind. Got some ratings for the hide oh, behind. Oh, cool. Okay, we talk yeah. ratings. So, what are your rating skills? First of all, just like just practical applications to the world. Like, if you break down its whole thing, like like how can we monetize the hide yes. behind? Is that what you're asking me? I'm asking you how we can monetize the hide behind. How you turn it into a business venture? Um. Well, I mean, I would do anything to have the abs of a hide behind. Are you kidding me? Like. <laughs> I want some hide-behind-based exercise classes. So you're I saying... I want, like, a Jillian's Michael, like, shred yourself with a hide-behind abs <laughs> video. Okay, so, um, what I'm hearing is you want a new franchise of exercise videos called Hide Your Behind. And oh, it's... no. <laughs> and the thing is, the trickiest part of that is going to be, one, getting the hide-behind to stop hiding and come out in front of a camera because they seem to be very shy, and two... Getting enough backup dancers to do the thing with it that it doesn't on camera eviscerate and devour the intestines of. No, I would watch that. You'd watch. That's a snuff film. <laughs> There's a different market that is a different demographic entirely. Oh no! Yeah, no. Just to clarify, I'm not even looking for like hide behind weight loss tips. Like it's not about that. I just want like the sheer stomach muscles necessary <laughs> to just straight up contort myself behind any tree that I see. <laughs> it's not really, like, about hiding my behind. It's just about, like, having, a, like, a, a core... I just wanted the pun. ...that is as intense as a thousand suns. It was a good pun. Thank you. Um, my other question, and this is not a rating so much, it's just kind of a general concept. Just, like, a, I'm just pitching this to anyone who wants to finance me. Like, a line of children's books a la Where's Waldo about the hide behind where you look yeah where's the hide behind and you look for it in the pages it's just a bunch of pictures of forest landscapes and you look for the hide behind except for the differences if you don't find it by the time you get to the last page it comes out and it eats you no but here's the deal you can't ever find the hide behind because you don't know what it looks like you don't know what you're looking for you know what you're looking for with waldo (laughs) do you is waldo the hide behind is Is that what you're saying here i don't know am i who am i to say what Waldo is. <laughs> Just give is. me your next rating scale. Okay. okay. All right. Because this one looks like a particularly, I'm going to, I'm going to borrow a, uh, borrow a concept from you actually, uh, a little bit, not quite exactly, but, uh, say there's like a, not like a dog show, but like a cryptid show, like mm-hmm. a show where people bring their purebred cryptids and they trot them out and they do their tricks in front of the judges and uh going off of either this image where it looks like a humanoid anglerfish or the other one where it looks like skeleton groot actually can you give me a ring for each one of them can you tell me what category would it receive the blue ribbon in well it's not gonna be best in show how dare you no it doesn't show itself (laughs) oh it's best in no show (laughs) it's best in no show best in no show yeah okay that's it that's the ribbon it's best in no show i think (laughs) oh amazing both of them because neither of them shows up best in no show give it a just a rating out of 10 you pick the scale i don't care just like a we rate dog style just it's all improv Mm, okay so let me see if i'm rating this (sighs) i know it's a tall order it is yeah um, all right, I am going to rate the hide behind. I'm, I'm going to rate it like a 10 out of 10, but I'm going to spell 10 with like a whole bunch of extra letters in it just to give homage to the Pennsylvania Dutch <laughs> and respect their holistic rating scale because I feel like they wouldn't want me to like have a breakdown with a matrix in it. I think they would just like be content knowing good. <laughs> True. That's right. They're, they're, it's a simple, a simplistic rating. 10 out of 10. Also, it helps that they're silent letters and letters that you wouldn't know are there unless you look for them. Like, right. uh, hi, behind. So I think we're going to say 10 out of 10, but with like a bunch of letters in it. Best in no show. 
Absolutely. Amazing. Well, um, since I stole your thing at the beginning, do you want to steal my thing at the end? No, no. No. <laughs> Please. No. Please forgive me. Stay safe out there. <laughs> we hope we can keep you around. Uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye.